Welcome to the podcast, Tea with a Teacher. Every teacher has their own experience of life and that is what makes every teacher special by the values they share with the students. Our guest on today's episode is Ms. Asha Chauhan. She is a teacher trainer who has traveled around India as an army kid and also as a wife of an army officer. It's a pleasure to have you on today's podcast, ma'am. Good morning, Habit. Thank you very much for inviting me on this platform. Well, to start with, I would like to know your story, how you started uh, teaching, how you got into the profession of teaching. What is your story? As you've already told, I'm from army background. So I have a very eventful, long and interesting story to share. I started my teaching career from Arya Girls College, Jalandar, uh, which was my first station with my husband. And after that, every two years, or at times even after one year, I had to change my school because of my husband's transferable job. He's an army officer, as you're aware. And uh, going down the lane, memory lane, I the schools I have worked with are uh, Kendra Vidyalas at Pathankot, Ahmednagar, Hisar, and Babina. Then army schools at Bareilly and uh, Fazilka. I've also worked with convents, that is St. Joseph's Bharatpur, and uh, sorry, St. Joseph's Bhatinda and St. Peter's Bharatpur. In addition to these schools, I've also worked with the PVP Gwalior, MPS Grugram, and the last school I worked with was GD Goenka. Yeah, uh, I've also worked with a residential school in Missouri, Dhingradun. So in total, I've worked with uh, 14 schools across the nation. And now I'm into teacher training. I conduct workshops to train teachers. That's how it started. <laughs> so there are a lot of uh, schools and different category of schools that you have worked with. So you might, you might have uh, you know, uh, seen that there are a lot of different policies in every institution that, that are there related to human resources and uh, how the school works in the geographical manner also and it varies from institutions to institution so was it uh, were you able to adapt those policies when you were changing jobs uh you know in fact uh, when i had to change schools it was really challenging for me see one uh, after every two years i had to go hunting for job and the most challenging was adjusting to the new environment and then improving my work it wasn't easy. Yeah. But yes, I had wonderful time. And it was only because of army background that I got ample opportunities to interact with wonderful people, which widened my perspective. And uh, it is only because of working in so many schools that uh, my skills experience has been enhanced. So uh, it proved like hmm. blessing in disguise for me. Yeah. And I would like to say that I'm proud to be an army officer's wife. So what personality uh, have you developed being in the army environment? See, adaptability is the whole hallmark of an army officer's wife. You know, every second year changing, it's not easy than adjusting to the environment, as I just told you. So yeah. that's it. Then uh, when you're interacting with different kinds of people, different kinds of environment, it definitely adds to your knowledge. 
Right. So, and then you learn, automatically learn the skills. Like now also, like we are into this experiential learning. What is it? Experiential learning is basically learning by doing. So we have been exposed and learning by doing. This is what I have been doing all these years. Well, you learn by doing only when you keep on yeah. doing the activities, you become a master of it. And now you are a trainer because you have gained that experience. And now you are training good teachers, teachers to become even uh, better in the teaching profession. So, well, we'll get uh, get back to this topic of experiential learning ahead. But I would like to know what is your opinion? How do you see uh, the well-being and mental health of teachers as a trainer also, as a leader also? How can leaders, uh, you know, take care of teachers' mental health, the principals or the people in the management? We don't talk much about it, but what is your opinion on it? Glad, Hamid. Glad. Because you talked about the much-needed but the most avoided question. Teachers are the backbone of society. Teachers create other professionals. We all say this, and True. rightly so, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, as you said, we never talk about their well-being. I don't know, how can we expect proficiency, efficiency, productivity from the teachers who are under stress? I think it is imperative that the school leaders, they ensure happiness and well-being of the teachers. And you know, that is very, very important. And what, uh, how it can be ensured is, it's very simple. Like I think it's with all professions. So basically by creating conducive environment where everybody is respected and valued. That's very important. We all need that, isn't it? Yes. That is, uh, do, you, do you feel that in the institution, teachers are not that respected? See, uh, day by day, they are losing the respect. What it was a decade ago, it's no longer the same. I completely agree so, with that. Yeah, and, and this is the, yeah, here I would like to add that this is the reason, especially in NCR, teachers are leaving job. They're shifting. They're looking for an alternative. That's unfortunate. So, so what uh, is what is this yeah. alternative uh, that we talk about? Is it the uh, tech companies, the online coachings, or uh, means uh, can't they can't we build an adaptability uh, mindset of these teachers so they even get adaptable to the institution policies and also train the management to take care of their employees with the HR, creating good and healthy HR policies for their employees. See, it is not about adaptability. Uh, there's a limit to everything, right? When your mental health starts getting affected, it's better quit and change. Yes. And this is what most of the teachers are doing. So yes. I feel uh, the school leaders, they have great responsibility to retain teachers. Teachers, uh, see, everybody doesn't work for money. Money is not the only thing a teacher looks forward to. Or any human being for that matter, I think. Yeah. So, so one needs growth, respect, value, and yes, some space. I say that never impose anything upon teachers. Strictly don't ask the teachers to follow the instructions. Give them some space. 
something they can try. Let them use their experience. Let them use their knowledge. And this will definitely make a teacher feel wanted and valued. And once, even, even if you're not getting good salary, you can stay in a place if you are happy and mentally, physically healthy. Right. You know, every person, every teacher, as you are also a teacher trainer now, every teacher comes with their own experience when in the, in the classroom, with their own knowledge. And they should be given an open hand to experiment with the students, with their uh, activities that they want to do. That will create a personal impact on students. But if you are going to teach the same thing year on year, it will be a repetitive thing and the students will not learn new things. They will be learning the same history chapters, the same mathematical problems, the same science. What about the new updates which are there? And a teacher is not a one, the one who just teach, but they learn the new things and then implement it, then teach the students the new things. That's what I feel like every teacher has their own wisdom, their own knowledge. And that's why they have come into profession to, you know, embrace those children with their, with the knowledge that they have. Absolutely right, Hamad. In fact, uh, see, even teachers, they need to upgrade and upskill themselves. We are living in a world which is fast changing, which is uncertain and full of challenges. During pandemic, we all have witnessed, right? So it yeah. is uh, also duty of a teacher and even the school leaders to organize workshops, training workshops for them so that they are aware, not only aware, I say, because most of the teachers I have seen during my workshop sessions, that they're aware of the latest policies, the latest pedagogies, but the problem is they don't know how to implement it properly. So that implementation part is very, very important. And for that, we need to train the teachers. Yes, you know, the implementation of, of policy, of uh, implementation of anything in the classroom, that is also a skill that a person should have. If you don't know how to make a process and how to, you know, uh, implement the process which is created, so it won't be possible to make it happen. So yeah, I, I just got to know from you, like it is also an important skill that uh, teachers should know how to implement things because even if they have the knowledge if they have you know if they have all the subject knowledge but if they don't know how to give it to the students in the right way that they learn from it because everybody has their own method of teaching their own style of teaching and they have to create yes. their own style right yes. yeah well yes. moving ahead you know i would like to know as you have trained a lot of teachers so far so you have come across a different kind of personalities as well so how would yeah. you define, you know, success of, for a teacher? A wonderful, interesting question, I must say, because we all are running to grab success. But I think as far as the teachers are concerned, the meaning of success is entirely different. I think a successful teacher is one whom students fondly remember, respect and admire even after leaving the institution. And for this, it is important that the teacher has sincerely worked to change lives of the students for betterment. So the uh, success of the teacher is directly related to the happiness and success of the students. I say that uh, promotion and yardsticks, uh, sorry, promotion and uh, salary packages 
are definitely not the yardsticks to measure success of a teacher. The student's result, the student's result, the student's achievements, uh, what they have yeah. achieved in the during the school year also and beyond that as well. And when it is the, you know, it is the gold medal for a teacher when a student whom he or she has taught about 10 years ago and that student comes to them saying, today I am what I am because your one thing inspired me and led me in the right direction. So what is the biggest yeah. achievement in that? Yeah. What is biggest True. success in that? You know, uh, uh, students, uh, like I'm in this profession for more than two decades, and uh, till date, and different places across the nation. So uh, students, they come and meet me, or they connect on the social media. And believe me, Hamid, I'm on cloud nine when I connect to them. It's a, a different kind of feeling. I feel, yeah, they still remember me. I've left an indelible imprint on their heart, mind, and soul. And that is what success is for me. And I think for every teacher for that matter. And when, you know, every teacher has that uh, mindset of giving without expecting anything back from the students. Yes. They don't expect anything, right? They, yeah. they are just giving their knowledge, their wisdom. They are being humble. And when you do something, like if I, I just... Uh, it was Gandhi Jayanti, right? And I even read about Mahatma Gandhi, his personality, his thoughts, his ideologies. He was having that personality and ideology to give to people without expecting anything in return. And that is what yes. made him so great that the world look up to that person. Like he was such a great man globally, not just in India. Undoubtedly. We respect him for his qualities. The same way teachers are also respected. Yeah, we can't say now that uh, teachers are respected that much. No, no, but... they are. They are respected. Yeah, they are respected. Yeah. And, but and, uh, see, the yeah. uh, the way uh, earlier how we have seen the the parents also used to respect the teachers were respected by the students. Now it's a different uh, scenario altogether. It's not uh, that yeah. Parents also respect, yeah, but in, in, in the strictness is yeah. also there that you can't do this with students or that. But we know if that is done, then only the the shape of the iron is made. <laughs> in, in this case, Hamid, I blame the parents also. I'm also a parent. I'm not only the teacher. You know, at the moment, uh, we are overprotective. Or we feel we can go to any extent. Teachers are our servants. What amount are they earning? Hardly any amount. I've heard parents saying this. It's not the amount. It is what the, the teacher is giving to your kids. They need to value that. And so the parents, I mean, they need to change their mindset and even the school leaders. Right? Only, only then, give them free hand. Teachers, like, uh, fine, but there shouldn't be too many limitations. Yes. Uh, uh, let them work freely. So we need to change the entire mindset. Yes. Yes, to the leaders as well. Because they also portray their school in a way that parents also expect too much from, uh, from the school and the teachers. The expectations are put up high. So there are also limitations to the teachers. They have to do as per what the management wants, what the uh, what the parents also want. And that puts restriction to the teachers. And I feel like if we put restrictions to the uh, the 
resource person who is going to do the job then uh, they won't be able to do their do their 100% yeah not to full justice to the job yes yes well uh, you know the new education policy 2020 is already started yeah. implemented and uh, there are a lot of goals which are defined in it as related to sustainable development and also you know the categories of the new structure of classes like primary education early years primary middle year and also the the graduation year so how do you see that uh, overall how that is are those goals are achievable how are we doing it right now in the schools are the schools as you are also working with along with the teachers and also with the school leaders are they accepting mm-hmm. the nep and how they how, what is their response to implementation of it see nep 2020 i see uh, i'll say it's a revolutionary step in education like uh, with the changing world we need to change or make relevant and adequate changes in education system and this is what nep 2020 has done yes it is a highly appreciable policy right and uh, it aims as you have already told about the structure that is 5 plus 3 plus 3 plus 4 school structure and then it aims to achieve a gross enrollment ratio 100% gross enrollment ratio by 2030 and foundational literacy and numeracy and also it lays focus on competency based education that is the excellent thing about nep 2020 because competency means uh it's a combination it's a combination of uh, uh skills knowledge and attitude so it aims to produce a uh, uh, very dynamic students who possess qualities of head heart and soul right but last two years like this policy 2020 and after that we had pandemic right yes. as i told you in the very beginning also that teachers are aware the school leaders are aware about the policy what are the points but the teachers have not been trained so taking that policy into classroom i think it's not happening the way it should be true teachers need training so that they can properly implement it and uh, i mean nothing is uh, unachievable i feel the aims of nep 2020 can be easily achievable and i say should be achieved but for this we need proper implementation and i'll uh, use this platform to request the school leaders to get their teachers trained just don't keep it to papers yes only then it will be beneficial for the students right. and then only we'll be able to change the entire education system see finding flaws in the system is the easiest thing <laughs> anybody can do it let's right. join hands with the government or let all educators come together and then make this policy a great success this is what i feel it can be done there's yeah, no problem nothing which uh, yeah there's hardly you know, anything uh, which Yeah. see it is achievable there is nothing uh, that can't be done and if government has put up this policy for the uh, to change the education system and i completely agree that the education system that we are following right now it's outdated 
it has been a repetitive uh, curriculum that we are doing right since last 20 25 years i would say the what 34 years 34 <laughs> years yeah, so yeah. this policy has come much. out to 34 years yeah so the change has to come but there is one thing uh, that i feel it won't it will not be in the favor of the future about the earlier year education of students we talk about teaching them in the local language regional language right but if we see the global market which is running right now it is in english everybody either from china or europe or any country in the world english is a common language of communication to for business and if you want to create leaders or people who are who want to be at who, who want to work at the global level we should make their education their language skills at the early years so why is it it will that work like if they are learning in the local language or regional language and not opting in for the for english as a as a main language i think there's no harm in it reason being see earlier what we were doing we were teaching the students in english right using english but the child would not understand anything the concepts were not clear like i'll tell you uh, when a child is in grade 2 right he is taught he is given definition in two lines by the time he reaches grade 4 the length of definition increases he goes to grade 9 again it increases further yes but when it comes to understanding there is hardly anything so just learning a language can't create global leaders here are all our leaders and later on language can be acquired at any stage and see uh, foreign languages the students are learning these days so that starts from like if somebody starts learning a language from 6th grade onwards there's no harm they can pick it up first the base should be strong the foundation otherwise the child uh, the teacher is speaking in a language uh, in english and the child doesn't understand anything that's no education yeah that's <laughs> true now i understand why we should teach the students in the local language the regional language because it is their mother tongue and if it is a tier 2 or tier 3 city even their mothers don't know how to speak english so how will that student learn the subjects the the topics that the teacher is teaching in the Uh, in english because it is not their mother tongue they are not speaking at home in english so it's not possible that they will understand so to create the base of knowledge the the, the of, of all the subjects the topics that the students is learning i think we can uh, teach that in the regional language and then after certain age create an interest for students to learn the global language and pursue their career with that language that can be the, the right option to go ahead and uh, create the uh, to is, learn yeah. english this is what nep yes. 2020 is all about yes yes because see when we are talking you're not talking only about the cities mm-hmm. you have to think about remote areas that's why i said tier 2 yeah. and tier 3 <laughs> yeah this this is what and we think yeah we are we staying in ncr we feel ki yeah our students they have the atmosphere for speaking english but what about others right, right. so that's what i feel we should right. appreciate this step yes yes it is for people who are not privileged and empower to you know uh, who are not privileged and empower to make them 
uh, future ready with, with giving them the right skills and knowledge. Well, moving ahead uh, for a follow-up question from this, I would like to know uh, what, how can we figure out interest of students? How can we make them, make the students figure out their interests? Yeah, in teaching and learning process, figuring out students' interest is very, very important. There are different kinds of activities and I just suggest a very simple activity. We can name it like know yourself or draw mm -hmm. your own pen portrait, which we have been doing in classes. What a teacher can do is she can prepare a brief questionnaire or interest inventory where yeah. there can be uh, questions like, uh, what kind of books do you like to read? Then uh, how would you like to spend your day? What comforts you uh, when you feel low? Right, these kind of questions can be there. And then students can be asked to answer these questions. One, and uh, second is AIL and experiential learning are the best methods to make students understand their interests. And from my experience, I'll tell you, Ahmed, what happens, interest of students keeps changing. You'll find in grade two, yes. the child is interested in one activity. After that, in some other activity. So there are various factors, right? right, right. So a teacher has to help a child discover and rediscover his interests. So now I right. think uh, by hands-on learning or learning by doing, that is the best way we can help a child to figure out his interest. Yeah, that's the right way that we can, because, you know, if they can figure out their interest in their you know middle years, like seventh, eighth grade, so they can start pursuing or working towards those goals. And they, if they start early, they can reach those goals early. That's what I believe. It is possible. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, moving ahead to my last question. Uh, what as a teacher trainer and what skills do you feel lack in a teacher and how do you see how do you as a trainer help them master those skills okay <laughs> on the basis of the workshops i have conducted yeah i say teachers are doing excellent job but yes there's need to upgrade and upskill i've observed that uh, most of them they are not able to give up and replace old teaching methods with the new pedagogies. So what I found, uh, I found missing, or I find missing at present also, like when I'm going these days also, uh, is adaptability and flexibility. In addition to this, the other skills, if I talk about are critical thinking and creativity. So when we conduct workshops, it is not just delivering a lecture, like critical thinkers. We have to create critical thinkers. So we tell teachers that they themselves have to be critical thinkers. So whatever they do, we tell them it's not only what, it is why and how. So uh, we advise them, like, whatever you're doing, think, why am I doing this? Right. How is it going to help my students? Right. That is important. Then is creativity. I feel without creativity, we cannot adopt or enhance 21st century skills. It is very, very important because if you see uh, the books are the same, the content is the same. 
only we have to present it in a different way. And with the help of that, creating entirely different kind of skills. And creative people can add freshness and newness. And they can, uh, because we have to have activities, different kind of activities, as I told you, hands-on learning. It's not uh, about talk and chalk method. Just teacher delivered a lecture the way when we were students, teachers were doing. It's no longer yeah. the same. <laughs> so now when you have to plan different kind of activities, so you have to be creative. Yes, if I'm planning this particular activity, which skills I'm looking forward to and which pedagogies I'm going to adopt. Because uh, see, the very purpose of education has undergone sea change. There is a paradigm shift. So right. we aim at creating lifelong learners. We are preparing students for life, not for exams. Right, that is made. So during workshops, we give them lots of activities. Then we use videos, then worksheets, then debates. It's not only that uh, uh, it's we who are always right. Even mm -hmm. I learn from them. They have a lot to teach me also. So it is True. both ways. Right. So that is it. I feel again, teacher training is very important. I feel without that, uh, teachers just know yes, what is to be done, how it is to be done. They need to learn. And basically, because of that two years gap due to pandemic. Yes. You know, training is important for teachers because it is also, uh, we don't see that all, many people have mentors. Right. So, and to create an environment that they should have a mentor, a trainer can be a mentor. They look up to, yeah, they have more knowledge than us. They can train us. So the same way a teacher can create a mentor for themselves, look up for a mentor, and that can guide them because everybody needs need guidance to upgrade themselves, right? The students look up to teachers. The teachers should also look up to someone. So that is, I feel, yeah, training is very much important to upskill also. And the activities that are done in the training because of that, a new personality is developed in every person. Even when I do training programs uh, from from other people of other people, I learn from them. And even if one thing that is that I that I learned from all the things from them, even one thing if I implement in my in, in my life, it's done. That that yeah, is that is my is achievement. Yeah. The goal is achieved. Yeah. Because they they must be teaching ten things which other trainers are also teaching, but yeah. they one thing. Is, yeah. has touched me and helped me achieve my goal. That is enough, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Well, True. thank you so much, Miss Asha, for sharing your beautiful journey with us and your ideas, your training, how you train uh, the teachers. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. Immensely grateful to you for inviting me to share my views. Thank you very my much, Amit. You're welcome. Well, don't forget to subscribe to our channel because we will soon be back with another episode of Tea with the Teacher for you. I'm your host, Sayyid Hamidassan.